Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. everyone i'm kama and you can find me at oxford slice on twitter and i am joined by clotho hi i'm clotho and you can find me at clotho spindle on twitter and devin hey this is devin gd harpo on twitter and lot hi i'm lot uh you can find me at the lady of tarth um on twitter okay so today we are discussing a game of thrones john seven um, as always, we spoil everything and, um, I guess I don't think it comes up, but usual trigger warnings for rape and violence. Um, so the chapter opens with Mormont, uh, Commander Mormont, and I'm going to screw up all these names, Sir Jeremy Riker, and they are looking at the dead bodies that Ghost has found, um, it turns out one of them, they're recognized as two of the six men who were with Benjen when he went out ranging like six months ago. Um, one is Othor, and the other one, I'm going to guess, Jafir Flowers? I don't know how you're supposed to say these names. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so funny when you say their names, though. I'm like, of the two, I definitely would not want to come across a corpse named Othor. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing George and his spellings, their names are probably pronounced Mike and Jim. (laughs) So they've um, taken, um, so Ghost in the earlier chapter had uh, ripped off um, Jafer's or Jim's right hand (laughs) and they've thrown it in a jar with some vinegar to preserve it. And basically CSI Castle Black is at work. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of I love this the way this whole chapter is laid out because it's it's such a haunted house kind of love atmosphere. Um, everyone with any sense, which is basically the dogs, the horses, John <laughs> and Sam, are freaked out, like totally freaked out. Like, what are we doing here? Um, and John is remembering he's he's been dreaming what he calls the Winterfell dream, where he's in the castle looking for his father. <clears throat> and uh, he says, the quote is, only this time the dream had gone farther than before, further than before. In the dark, he'd heard the scrape of stone on stone. When he turned, he saw the vaults were up, the, the vaults were opening one after the other as the dead kings came stumbling from their cold black graves. John had woken. This whole thing is like a mood. Um, so we learned some things that things we already knew the watch is down in terms of, you know, manpower. They can't range the way they used to, but they're looking at this body and Sir Jeremy concludes that Jafer was killed with an ax at the throat. And they think that was maybe Othor's ax, except that's missing. And then they, there's this whole speculation that Mance radar was involved. And then that Benjen might be alive. Although we learn it's been six months and they've decided these are like recent killings. And then Sam, who's kind of there against his will. He's like, oh, um, no, just wait a minute. Just wait a minute. <laughs> and he's like, 
he, you know, future coroner Sam um, points out that there's some problems with this. There's a bunch of problems. Like basically they're looking at, he's looking at the hand and he's like, there's no blood and there should definitely be like a lot of blood with a fresh kill and you know, the loss of a limb or um, hand. And he's showing how the blood has crusted. And then there's this long discussion about like, well, bo- the bodies don't smell. So they think they must be newly dead. But Sam and, and Sam like is like, well, okay, you know, there's no decay and there's no um it's not like there's been carrion or insects at the bodies. But it, there's a lot of inconsistencies. Um meanwhile, they try getting the dogs to go near the corpses, and the dogs are like, you know, oh, all the all the hell no. You know, dogs don't want any part of this. This is the point um, where they actually the dogs like turn on the guy. Like it's not even like, resisting, it's like attack. <laughs> trying to make me even go over there and um sam is like again there's like there's no blood there's blood stains on their clothes but there's no blood on the ground the flesh is hard this is all weird and then in if you weren't creeped out by now and i'm I'm, there's like a whole mess of language in here that it's it's just the mood is really dark um some of the men remember that neither um Othor nor Jafer had blue eyes, but guess what they do now? Like really, really blue eyes. And how do you just get to that point? Like that would have <laughs> been first the first thing. <laughs> hey, well, their eyes are blue. They, they, they're not the <laughs> guys in charge. So I think they're like random rangers who are just like, maybe are just finally like, um, those are not anyhow. It's fair to say maybe the men's of the night's watch aren't like sitting around staring into each other's eyes. Maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> Other smarter rangers are all like muttering, burn the corpses, like, you know, burn them. And like, you know, you're going, yes, that's a really good idea. But in the manner of haunted house horror stories everywhere, this is vetoed. (laughs) So I just have a little bit more and then I'd like, we could discuss this a little bit. And Mormont's like, you know, men are no men. He wants a search of the woods. Um, But basically through John, we're learning everyone is freaked the hell out. It's too warm. It's overcast. The wall is weeping. It's um, John thinks it's what they call a spirit summer in that the season was giving up its ghost at last. And then if that is not enough, and there's a little passage I want to read here. John recalls one of old man's stories. Um, in that darkness, the others came riding. She used to say, dropping her voice lower and lower. Cold and dead they were, and they hated iron and fire and the touch of the sun and every living creature with hot blood in its veins. Holdfests and cities and kingdoms of men all fell before them as they moved south on pale dead horses, leading hosts of the slain. They fed their dead servants on the flesh of human children. So, (laughs) I guess we'll pause there. I'd love her as a nanny. I'm just saying I would (laughs) have... Up that. <laughs> what is it about the needles clacking as she's telling the story that makes us so much fear? Yes. As she's knitting, as she's. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love how it's like yeah. equal parts horror, though, like equal parts like detective murder mystery in the beginning of this chapter. Like the scene is so wonderfully, deliciously described. Like it's like the corpses, like their hands are black and they're decapitated and there's like frozen blood. And... It's grim. Yeah, and 
John knows what's he knows what's going on and he knows that others there know what's going on, but nobody wants to say it because the others have been gone for however long at this point. And just nobody wants to say it. And what they all know what this is. Yeah, well, I think when the they're they're I don't know, the random rangers are like, yeah, we should burn the corpses. You know, they they've gotta know that this is just Bad. Yeah, I just imagine some guys in the back as everybody else is talking. Burn them, <laughs> burn them. <laughs> what the hell? Are we- it's like a whole point. The wall's that big. It seems like so. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> oh man. So it kind of divided this chapter into thirds. So the second or the second third is like they they're going back to Castle Black, and immediately something's up and. John is summoned to go see um, Mormont. Um, he learns that uh, Master Amen has received a letter. Um, and then they learn, or he learns that Robert is dead. And talk about twist of a knife. Um, we were talking about in the previous chapter. Um, John kind of processes that. And he thinks this means that Ned is going to come home. And that John is going to get to go back to Winterfell and see his brothers and sisters. And that also that Ned is going to tell him who his mother is, which is like, yeah, no, honey, no, it's not going to happen. Um, there's some interesting exposition. If you're big into Jorah, um, that Mormont shares about his son, but you know, John is no interest in that. And, um, mainly that, um, I don't know if we've discussed it or not, but that Jorah basically had a young wife and liked pretty things and he needed money. So he sold people into slavery. Um, but John is like trying to focus on what's going on. And he learns that Ned has been charged with treason and Mormont is very sympathetic and suggests that maybe Ned can take the black. Um, and uh, John wants to know about the girls. There's no no news. They're not mentioned. It's all sounding really, really grim. And Mormont is shrewd enough to realize that John probably wants to go and do something stupid or save Ned and then just stresses his old life is over. His life is here now. So. I don't know if anyone wants to. I think, like, what's really interesting is just, like, John and Sansa's, like, immediate reaction to, you know, learning about Ned was that, like, it was so visceral that, like, no, it's impossible that he's a traitor, that anybody could even think that. Like, there's not even a question in their minds. Right. I love that. I really do. Yeah, I, I know we don't always talk about Ned in the best way <laughs> on this podcast, but, I mean, you're right. His kids, and I, I think, no matter what, John identifies as, as Ned as his father. So let's just, you know, as far as he's concerned, I mean, Ned, whatever else he was, was a good father. Um, so the last bit. So I, I think this is it's an indicative of how well John has like, you know. You know how adjusted he has been to the Night's Watch because everyone is being very kind to him. Um, and he realizes that the news is out and like they're giving him like extra stew and the, the heel of the bread and everyone's being very supportive um, unfortunately, Sir Alistair, who was branded a traitor himself, you think he'd be a little more sympathetic. Um, he's not being. <laughs> he's 
and he immediately starts talking about Trader Ned and um, John does not take kindly to this. And the next thing you know, I should have kept this as a passage to read because it was kind of hysterical, but basically they're throwing down. Stu is literally flying as like people are trying to hold John back. Um, like he's leapt up on the table. Like I, it's crazy. All right out of his hand. Right. Yeah. They, they have to like seven <laughs> four of them have to physically hold him down. His um, it's a big thing. And then like, because you can't attack an officer like that, they take his weapons and they put him in his um, cell, which is his room. Um, with ghosts until they can figure out, I guess, how to handle this. So then we get back to the sort of horror movie um, aspect, Yay. <clears throat> which I know is Lot's favorite. Um, so it's the middle of the night and John or ghost is like freaking out. And John realizes that there's something outside the door. And then, and this bit, I totally missed the first time I ever read this. Um, when John opens the door, he sees that the guard has been murdered his head has been twisted completely around. Mm. This is insane. Um, John takes the sword from the guard and goes to investigate and finds what um, is eventually revealed to be Othor or what used to be Othor, um, the corpse, um, the white, making his way to Mormon's door. And then... John attacks, he doesn't quite know it's Othor, well, again, what used to be Othor, um, but he's attacking, and there's a little bit I wanted to read here. Steel sheared through sleeve and skin and bone, yet the sound was wrong somehow. The smell that engulfed him was so queer and cold he almost gagged. Um, Ghost tears off the other hand, and then there's this horrible Evil Dead 2 moment where the hand that's been torn off starts to attack John. Um, I'm dating myself there. <laughs> no, I totally went there as well. <laughs> um, the sword, I mean, John is doing serious damage, but it's not really helping. Um, but what seems to be helping is ghost attacks. And then Mormont wakes up. And his raven is is calling, burn, 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 over and over again. And finally, John, I don't know if John, like, takes the hint or just does it, but he throws, he grabs the lamp and throws it onto what is the body, and it, like, disintegrates. And scene. (laughs) Ah, that bird. Isn't there, like theories too about this bird like corn because like, all it says is corn throughout the whole like chapter and then at the end it's like saying burn that so. is blood raven yeah the yeah, corn which coat i totally believe is a blood raven mainly because of the burn 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 mm-hmm. i was like cool. <laughs> okay so my brain as i was reading this chapter though was thinking about like okay we know that hodor according to the show whatever it's supposed to be hold the door so i was like i wonder what corn could be like it's like (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to like elongate the word corn trying to figure out like could it be something else (laughs) but no he isn't there a whole i want to say we years ago we talked about it on podcast there's chicky i think or eon mentioned there's a theory called the corn code yeah, this is kind of ringing bells, but it must not have been that great to me. <laughs> I totally don't know what it is anymore. 
We'll have I to. Don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't like this, like me trying to, you know, speculate that maybe the the raven is like Hodor. <laughs> Just can't say the whole word right. <laughs> a couple of words right. <laughs> It's like, hey, there'd be somebody named Kor, and he'll be told to run Korin. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> so that is the chapter. I... Do you have thoughts, or should we go into the mail? Or I just want to, like, some of the my favorite elements of this chapter, like, because it was so wonderfully, like, horror-based, was, like, when he was describing that corpse on top of him, and then it, like, shoves its hands, like, its cold, dead fingers down his throat, and is literally choking him from the inside God. out. Oh, like, it's bad enough, the thought of, like, someone's hand being in your mouth, but, like, a dead <laughs> hand? Oh, next level. Yeah, it's- I just love this chapter. It's very visceral at parts. And I mean, I do love, it is really set up like your classic horror movie where you're like, no, no, don't split up. No, no, don't go into that, you know, dark house. You know, what are you doing? And, you know. Listen to the crow. (laughs) Yeah. And there's mystery, horror, drama, and comedy all in this chapter. (laughs) Yeah, it really has it all. That's what makes it one of my favorites borderline musical really if you think about it that part with john jumping up at the table and kicking the stew out of alistair's hands like that could have been a number (laughs) (laughs) well you know they did make um i actually got to see it on off broadway the evil dead 2 the musical oh my friends got to see that i totally (laughs) i have the cd and there's like a song like what the fuck is that i mean it's great (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome do we have any mail Yes, we do. We have a few pieces of mail here. Um, so from Cardinal Cardinal Girl seventy five um, on Discord, she says, "How much of John's assertion that Catelyn will be as much to blame for Ned's death as Cersei comes from how Cat- Catelyn treated him growing up?" He's quick to remind Mormont that Catelyn isn't his mother, but uh, thinks to himself that Tyrion was his friend, and therefore her kidnapping of him is what leads to Ned's fate. I mean, I think part of it is, yeah, he's had years of being around Catelyn, and that kind of probably colors his assumption of what's happened. I mean, they call this a letter, and I don't know if it's, um, is this a proper actual letter, or is this like the raven, you know, when they get the, what sounds like it's a tiny little strip of paper with a couple of words on it. I mean... That's what I feel like it is. Yeah. Hey, the king's dead. Ned is a traitor. Yeah. Or the king died on a hunt because of a boar. Ned betrayed whatever, whatever. I don't think it goes into detail about anything. I don't think it's what Sansa wrote or anything like that. Well, and she wasn't directed to write to the wall. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, what she, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of information. Um, and then we have again from Cardinal Girl 75 on Discord. Um, let's see. John dreams of being in the dark crypts at Winterfell with the ghosts of the Stark, King, Stark Kings coming for him. I wonder who later has a dream about being in a dark place with ghosts coming for him. <laughs> Obviously, I'm hoping for a bastard king and his hand without a hand as the ending of the series and grasping for any symbolism I can in support of that. I am not opposed to that idea one bit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> huh. How funny is it that we had like uh, Arya too remembering um, the crypts and as well and like 
John being the ghost and <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, and the last, <laughs> the last we have um, a Tumblr anon. Um, we received a terminal anon with a link to Danny's mouse address, but unfortunately, the link didn't work. So, anon, if you are listening, please send that to us again. I saw that link. I saw it. The one on Tumblr. With yeah, the I tried to. I took me to a 404 page. Oh my god, that thing was fucking awesome. It was like a cat, and it was like black pink music. <laughs> look at you. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. Anon, yeah, definitely send that again. <laughs> I love it. I love black pink. I love the mouse dress discussion. It was like, oh, they're all awesome. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> send it again. <laughs> and that is all of the mail. All right. So thank you for sending the mail. We love receiving messages. Um, and we would, um, if you want to send, if you want to send us any messages, you can either. Email us at close the door and at gmail.com, or you can message us at Twitter at door podcast, or you can um, leave us a message on Tumblr at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Um, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and any of the places you're listening to us. It, it helps um, drive traffic to our, bring you um, listeners to our podcast who might not normally find us um we'd also like to thank our patreons and to ask that if you're not a patreon consider supporting us there um you get special benefits like um early episodes um early sorry early i can't speak (laughs) early access to new episodes and special episodes um thank you to our panel and thank you for listening i'm closing the door get out